Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello, and welcome to episode 266 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Harley Reed. Thank you, Harley. Thank you. Today we are going to be discussing part three Ooh, sorry. of chapter 22 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince after the burial. 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 <laughs> so make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to zombie walk your way through the details since we're recording this the Thursday before Halloween. Um, and before we begin, we're going to go to me, myself, and I for the weekly profit. Here we go. What? She's high-fiving me. Uh, well, yeah, I can do that. Go ahead, five. Uh, Tiffany is not here today because she's being a mom, and one of her children is not feeling well. So you're stuck with us. Yeah, it's just us, baby. <laughs> All right, weekly profit. I wanted to tell you guys that we have launched a new breakdown of our Patreon. We felt like it was time. We wanted to shake things up a bit. Needed a refresh. We wanted to kind of even out the playing field with the levels and um, for our sanity, like lessen the amount of levels (laughs) because there was just like so much to remember with like who got what. And like, I know that that's not hard, but guys, we're all in our 30s and we're all losing our minds slowly every day. (laughs) So I think that's just life. I don't know what it has to do with our age. It was a lot for <laughs> us. Um, anyway, so we have now gone. Actually, this is interesting. It's like the original four levels, basically, is back. what we've gone back to. Yeah. So we have, but with more new stuff that we've developed over the years. With more new stuff, and basically, we want to we wanted to offer more things to the lower tiers, um, and really focus on the higher tier, mostly being about the Swish swag box. Um, so, the bow truckle level is still a five dollar level. It gives you access to our Discord channel, which is like all of the chat rooms. Um, we've got book chat rooms and music chat rooms. And we're talking about adding in. What were we talking about adding? There was somebody suggested something. Sports. Oh, yes. Sports. That's right. We're thinking about doing a sports one. We've got TV. We have a pet channel. There's all kinds of stuff. So. That will give you access to that. The Discord is so much more than the live recordings, and it is one of my very favorite places to be. So, Agreed. It will give you access to that. Um, Also, it will give you access to the Felix files. It's going to give you access to trivia, which is going to happen four times a year still. It's going to give you access to a live Q&A that will happen twice a year. You will get to sponsor an episode, and after three months of being a patron, you will receive a patron sticker uh, sheet with a couple stickers on it, which, speaking of, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we will have sent them, but I did stuff a bunch of envelopes for stickers that are owed to people, so Mm -hmm. we're trying 
uh, we're trying our best to catch up on those and get those out. So hopefully everything is like set and fresh for the start of the year. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for those. Uh, the $10 level is still called the Hippogriff level. That will give you access to our live recordings, which are 18 plus only. And then also um, any of the fun little like games and stuff that we play on Discord while we record like bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dragon level is 15. And that gives you access to our monthly Zoom hangout, our access, access to... The Facebook group Sherbert Lemon. If I'm also, I'm going to post a link to Sherbert Lemon on Patreon. So anybody who hasn't joined that, um, I'll post a link so that you know exactly where to go. And also, you'll be able to pre submit questions for the QA that will happen twice a year at that level. And then lastly, Phoenix, which is the $30 level, gives you access to a secret Discord chat, um, the Swish Swag box twice a year, and you can be a guest on the Felix Files. Well said. I know um, some of you may have noticed that I did not mention puff pastry. That does not mean that puff pastry is going away. We just wanted to make puff pastry be a thing that we put on YouTube whenever we have time for anybody. Um, so it's not it's not being taken away. We're not going to not do it anymore. It's just we're not going to necessarily have a structure as to when we're going to do it. We're going to do it when we have time and when we come up with a good idea. And it will be on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And because somebody just asked this in Discord, so thank you. If you are already a level, um, it's going to, basically it's going to keep your pledge as to whatever it is. And you will get all of the benefits of the highest level that is offered of the amount that you pledge for, if that makes sense. So, so if you want to change your pledge, you are more than welcome to go and do that on our um, Patreon. And it won't like recharge you or anything. It will just switch you. Um, and if you go down, it will like start at the beginning of the next month. And all of this stuff will be implemented by November 1st. Yes. So anyway, that was a lot. You did a good job. I'm excited about it, though. We've spent a long time talking about all of these different things and how to do it. And I just feel really good that it's that it's done and it's out there. And I'm excited for it. And yeah. Feels like a better balance for us. Feels like a better balance for everyone yeah. who is a patron. I feel like it just gives... I feel like it's just yeah like Meg said it's evened out better yeah I like it so um also we've kind of balanced out like when things are happening so like one extra event each month happens like they're not going to overlap if that makes sense so like uh even though the Q&A is twice a year we're not going to do it like in January and July because we have a lot going on in those months so it's just going to we have like a whole schedule and I'll put it out for you at the start of the year, basically, as to like when, what things are going to happen when. So, And if you're confused, this will all be posted on Patreon. Don't Correct. worry. It'll be all spelled out in these nice little graphics Meg made. Yep. And if you still have questions, send us a message on Patreon. Correct. We got you. We're all going to get through this. <laughs> I know it, I said a lot of things, but I promise you, I promise you it's easy. It's just, 
a lot of words were said. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's confusing, <laughs> I understand. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, just reach out to us. So, anyway, make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, then they may too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to the Felix Files, Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag Boxes, and more. All things that we just talked about. Thank you all <laughs> so much for your support. Um, if you would like to send your Potter story, which we are always accepting, always, always, um, or any questions or concerns, you can send those to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Meg, you're a wonderful human. So are you. Thanks. Could you be Tiffany and say that word right there? Yes. It's time for... I feel pressure. <laughs> like what's this pause <laughs> don't look at me okay it's time for the recap whoa whoa dj meg's mouse tails is in the house <laughs> i feel like i had to just like you know try to be better than tiffany oh my <laughs> god i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> just just said what <laughs> that was pretty amazing thanks i'm impressed with you thanks okay it's felix time but just a good gulpful can't have the whole thing because we need that for later we don't know that yet but foreshadowing gonna protect some lives mainly Truly. like harry's future wife no problem but immediately, the plan that Harry, Ron, and Hermione spent time working on went right out the window. Uh, Felix had its own plan. Hagrid's place is the Hagrid's is the place to be tonight. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Harry entices Slughorn with the promise of acromantula venom, and Slughorn agrees to give Aragog a proper send off with Harry and Hagrid. And that is kind of where we left off. Harry went down to see Hagrid and they were waiting on Slughorn to arrive. All right. So Sluggy arrives. Uh, they bury Aragog near the garden in the back and farewell Aragog, <laughs> king of the arachnids. <laughs> so good. <laughs> we're there. We're at this episode. <laughs> Uh, so Felix nudges Harry to get Hagrid and Slughorn drunk, basically. Um, and he figures out how to do the refilling charm, sans speaking, a.k.a. non-verbally. Sans <laughs> <Like Sam> speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and Slughorn and Hagrid sing while they get very drunk. And Hagrid falls asleep. And then it happens. It happens. What we've all been waiting for. Harry got it. This is like procrastination numero one you know? yeah yeah this is me every yeah. day of my life all right Same. so i'm doing tiffany's notes and i didn't write these notes but i think that's what adds to the charm of when we do this and we are down a person did so. you read them ahead of time nope <laughs> <laughs> i didn't either but it's i okay. did but i did read the chapter so <laughs> i should know what's going on okay 
So Harry <laughs> thinks to himself uh, that Aragog would have liked Slughorn to be there, not as a proper send-off, but because he's an ample amount of flesh, a tasty snack. I don't like that because, again, we are referencing someone's weight. Don't like that. Oh. Especially Slughorn. Like, every time he's mentioned, his weight is mentioned. Hmm. Anyway, it's just another instance of that. Um, as they got closer, they saw the enormous dead spider lying on its back outside, legs all curled and tangled, and I just got chills down my back because spiders are gross. Ew. Hagrid tells them that they are going to bury the spider just beyond the pumpkin patch and that he had already dug the grave. And he thought it would be nice if they said some happy memories about him before they were finished. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry would be like, uh, what? yeah, one time I almost got eaten by him. <laughs> Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure Hagrid had many good memories. But Harry. He also had some pretty bad memories with Aragog. I'm just saying, you know, like getting expelled, getting set up by the Dark Lord. True. True. So there's a knock on the door and Slughorn came in with several bottles in his arms and he tells Hagrid he's sorry for his loss. And Hagrid thanks him for that. And also for not giving Harry detention. And Slughorn's like, I wouldn't dream of giving Harry detention. Because he's you, Harry Potter. Do you think that he... I mean, obviously we know that he doesn't. But, like, if Slughorn had been his teacher through, like, his whole Hogwarts career... Harry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would Harry ever have gotten a detention in potions? No. <laughs> Never. Harry could have done did what Harry? he did in, I don't remember which book, when he set off a dung bomb in oh the cauldron. God. And Slughorn would have been like, oh, what a wonderful joke. <laughs> I was just going to ask. This is a stupid question because I knew there are no remembered the answer as soon as I said it. But I was like, did he ever get a detention from another professor besides Snape? But he did get some from Mick G. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God, mostly Snape. screwing her own house over. <laughs> she just keeps lady. things fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bridge Forget her. <laughs> um, Tiffany says she thinks this is correct, even though they were on iffy terms about the memory. And I agree. Like, Slughorn doesn't want to talk about this memory, but he undoubtedly still wants to collect Harry because he's Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Sorry, I was yawning. That's okay. The three of them stepped into the back garden and the moonlight was glistening palely through the trees. And here's a little excerpt from the book. Magnificent, said Slughorn, approaching the spider's head where eight, should I ding that? Eight milky <laughs> eyes were stare, stared blankly at the sky and two huge curved pincers shone motionless in the moonlight. Harry thought he heard the tinkle of bottles as Slunghorn bent over the pincers, apparently examining the enormous hairy head. It's not everyone appreciates how beautiful they are, said Hagrid to Slughorn's back, tears leaking from the corners of his crinkled eyes. I didn't know you were interested in creatures like Aragog, Horace. Yeah, real interested in their venom that I'm going to sell. <laughs> So Slughorn tells Hagrid that he reveres them, and Harry notices that little glint of a bottle being shoved under his cloak. 
Hagrid doesn't notice anything. We talked about this last episode. In the movie, Slughorn's a solid dude and asks permission. Great. In yeah. the book, he does not. I think that that was a really good call on their part to change that for the movie. Because, I agree. Because it's one thing to like bend the rules for your benefit when you're like clipping some leaves off of a plant over literally like taking something from a dead creature. Well, like, and like someone's gives friend. Me bad vibes. Yeah. And like here's. This creature's, I, I mean, I don't like spiders, but this creature had feelings and everything and was very close to Hagrid, and Hagrid's very upset about it. And Hagrid would have said yes. Oh, yeah. He would have said it yes. It would have gone just like the movie went. Yeah. Well, it's not going to do him any good now, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do kind of think, though, that that is maybe an example of Slughorn's personality type where, like, he doesn't want the chance of hearing no. Mm. So even though there's a possibility that they would say yes, there's also the possibility that they could not. And then like, how do you get around it? So he's probably under the idea of ask for forgiveness later and just mm -hmm. like get what you want, which I do think is quite a Slytherin trait. <laughs> um so, yeah. Yeah. Tiffany said, that doesn't make me feel good. It feels sketchy and like stealing. I'm sure if Slughorn would have asked Hagrid, he would have thought it would have been okay. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Hagrid then heaves because he's a giant spider. Hagrid has to heave it. That's what tells you how big it is. Heaves Aragog into his arms and then down into the pit where it hit the bottom with a rather horrible, crunchy thud. That exoskeleton. <sighs> and Hagrid started to cry again. I really don't like Aragog. I know Harry doesn't either, but I feel like me and Harry would both be feeling the same of like, I still really feel bad for Hagrid. Yeah. I just in the chat said, shows how he feels about Aragog and about Hagrid, to be honest. It's like, it's, it could be argued that Slughorn doesn't deem Hagrid worthy enough to ask. Uh, to ask. Mm. Which is crappy. Can I say crappy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's poopy. <laughs> uh, it's not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. And I know that I... I know that I do, in some instances, like Slughorn. Um, but I do kind of agree that in this instance i i feel i feel a little icky yeah what if hagrid had seen i feel like slughorn that would have been, been like, worse would have tried to like laugh it off like oh you know financial venom right it's not doing him any good but it would have been like flipped like that you know yeah mm. Mm. so slughorn co comforts hagrid because he's crying and he offers to say a few words due to Hagrid being so emotional and crying. And Harry thought this was a lot and figured that Slughorn must have gotten a lot of venom from Aragog's fangs to be willing to do this. <laughs> and these are Tiffany's in all caps, and I feel bad, but she said, here we go, folks. The moment we've been waiting for four years. And she says, I feel honored, but now I get to feel honored. You do it with me. 
No, I want you to do it. Can't do it alone. Yeah. Farewell, Aragog, king of the arachnids. This is different. Whose long and faithful friendship those who knew you won't forget. Though your body will decay, <laughs> your spirit lingers on in the quiet, <laughs> web-spun places of your forest home. May your many-eyed descendants ever flourish and your human friends find solace for the loss they have sustained. And this is Slughorn, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He got a lot of venom. Because <laughs> he's not even drunk yet. Nope. <laughs> you know what? That's a really beautiful sentiment. It is. It really is. It's like, actually good. Like, claps for Slughorn, man. <laughs> right? Like, really did great. Your many-eyed descendants. Like, he made a spider sound okay. <laughs> Mia, homie is talented. We love an overdramatic king. <laughs> True. Sell yeah. it, Sluggy. Thank you, Mia. <laughs> Katie, Sluggy is a people pleaser. Yeah. Because that, in turn, gets him what he wants. I mean... Correct. Yeah. He's almost, it's, you know what though? Like, this is almost his, maybe this is almost his way of making up for the fact that he just stole the venom. He's like, well, I'm going to make sure that I really oversell it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I actually like do good here because I got it. I don't know. That's my little sliver of hope for Slughorn. <laughs> this, I can the- see Tiffany going, giving me that face, like, come on. <laughs> Poor Tiffany. <laughs> there she is. Thank you, Mia. The little eye roll. <laughs> yep, that face. Um, I was gonna say, oh, this part in the movie is like so flawless, so flawless. It's like down to Slughorn, like looking up at him, not knowing his name, and Hagrid's like Aragog, and then Slughorn does a little nod. Okay, okay, Aragog. So funny, and then pincers that's not on the book but it could have been yes mia says the delivery is unmatched and i could not so good possibly agree more i'm going to make tiffany read this on the next episode the farewell aragog yeah yeah i feel like she needs to have her moment you know i got to have it it was supposed to be hers all right moving on so hagrid is so overcome with emotions again and he's like that, that was beautiful <laughs> and he just collapsed into like this heap of a sobbing mess so Slughorn goes there there and waving his wand so that the huge pile of earth rose up and then fell with a muffled sort of crash onto the dead spider forming a smooth mound let's get inside and have a drink get on his other side Harry that's it up you come Hagrid well done they deposit a Hagrid in a chair at the table Fang, who had been skulking in this basket during the burial, now came padding softly across them and put his heavy head into Harry's lap as usual. Slughorn uncorked one of the bottles of wine he had bu- he had brought. We're about to get into another questionable Slughorn moment. Slughorn reassures them this wine has been tested for all poisons. Because if you remember, I don't know how you could forget, Ron almost died, right? From the oak-matured mead. So Hagrid got the first bucket-sized mug of wine. 
And then we find out Slughorn had the potion, had the wines tested because he had a house elf taste them all. Yeah. It, do you think that that was one of like the Hogwarts house elves? Like, I don't know. That's terrible. I know. And Harry immediately is, a, immediately is like, Hermione would have a fit if she knew this. And Tiffany and myself and agree. Me. And Meg. Sorry, I did not mean to exclude you from that. I was just talking for me, myself, and these yeah, Tiffany words the? here. I'm sorry. We all agree. That is horrid. You're telling me there's no spell to check for poisons? There has to be. Like, come on. There's not a potion where you go there drop, drop, and it tests it. Like, ooh, if it shoots out red sparks, it's bad. Don't drink it. You know? Yeah. I, I, there's, there's got to be better ways. We're in the world of magic. Anything. So they cheers to Aragog, king of the Arachnids, and Slughorn and Hagrid drank deeply. But Felix told Harry, oh, no, no, oh, no, nay. No drinking. Oh, no, nay. Oh, nay, nay. My tongue didn't work. <laughs> oh, no, nay. Oh, no, nay. No drinking for you. Keep that mind sharp. So he pretends to take a gulp instead and just just uh, watches this little scene unfold. He pretends. Mm-hmm. All right. So Hagrid is now telling the story of little baby Aragog. He says, I had him from an egg, you know. And he compares Aragog to Pinkanese, which uh, that line from the movie also always is a Pinkanese, I tell ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is still huge for a spider. I need to look what, up what this looks like. So they are a toy dog breed. And they look like little mop heads. <laughs> they do. And when they walk, <laughs> it's really funny. If anybody ever watches the dog show, I think that is the dog show usually on Thanksgiving. I feel like that's the thing I usually I think so. watch on Thanksgiving. I'll that was send, kind of like mine and my dad's thing that we always did. <laughs> I'll send a picture of one. Oh, Jesse beat me, but here's one walking down the runway. So it's all fluffy. It's adorable. A bit much, but adorable. So um, still <laughs> massive for a spider. I'm sorry. It's on a leash. Okay. Too big. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Hagrid then begins to tell Slughorn how he kept him in a cupboard up at the school and said until dot, 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 and trailed off um, because at this point his face darkens um, because it's until Tom Riddle got him expelled, basically completely set him up. Saying he opened the Chamber of Secrets. You know. You know. How? Pause. How did that fly? I truly will never understand how the injustice of that situation just got glossed over. And I'm assuming, I'm I'm assuming that it is meant to be a direct correlation to minorities mm. um oh of course hagrid's a half giant he would do something bad correct you know correct. what else it was also the ministry and and i'll even say hogwarts dumbledore was not in charge going oh great we have an answer sweet like let's brush it over under Check. the rug school safe again yep this is a monster so it clearly must be the monster yeah stupid um so, yeah, Slughorn 
wasn't listening, though, to any of this because he's looking up at the ceiling and noticing the long, silky skein of bright white hair that is unicorn hair that Hagrid has in his house. I love this, actually. Um, so he asks Hagrid if that is what it is. And Hagrid explains that it gets stuck on branches in the forest sometimes. Um, and whenever he's walking through the forest and he sees it, he grabs it. And he uses it for the binding on bandages for creatures that get injured because it is very strong and um, is, quote, dead useful. So, um, yeah. So, like, Hagrid sees that as just something that he can use. And Slughorn is seeing dollar signs. Right. Hagrid is literally... Or rather, galleon signs. <laughs> Hagrid is literally the Wizarding World Steve Irwin. Like, yeah. looks at, like, the magical properties of a unicorn hair... Not as how much can it get me on the market as, you know what, it's really strong and it works great for helping out other animals when I need to tie up bandages yeah. or for myself or whatever. Like, he just uses it. He's a very natural man, you know? Yeah. Like Bear Gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I also like what Vinny said, and I agree. I think that this correlation is maybe on purpose. Um, but Vinny said it's interesting that this scene of Harry using alcohol to get the information from Slughorn is reminiscent of Dumbledore using the same tactic of getting information from that woman at Voldemort's orphanage. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that that was like meant to be foreshadowing to the situation or like maybe that was the little key in Harry's mind. Yeah. Felix saw that in there and was, and like, was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> um, so let's see what did I leave off. So Slughorn is just thinking about how much that skein is worth. And his eyes were roving around the hut at that point, looking for other things, because if he just looked up and happened to see a whole skein of unicorn hair, what else is he going to find in this place? Um, scary so, creatures, Slughorn. Scary <laughs> creatures. <laughs> Look out. Uh, so both Slughorn and Hagrid's mugs were refilled. And now Slughorn was asking Hagrid about the creatures that lived in the forest and how Hagrid could care for them all. And, Hagrid starts going on a little story about bow truckles. And at this moment is when Felix again nudges Harry. And the drink supply was getting low from what Slughorn brought, and Harry needed to cast a refilling charm. And he, at this point, up until this point, had not been able to do this spell non-verbally. Um, but the idea that he wasn't able to do it seemed laughable to him tonight. <laughs> like, of course I can do it. So I could fly if I wanted to. <laughs> right. Uh, well, he can. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he does it and is successful. He successfully cast the charm. And after an hour or so, Hagrid and Slughorn are properly drunk, <laughs> uh, making silly toasts to just about anyone. They say to Hogwarts, to Dumbledore, to Elf Made Wine. <laughs> um, and, then, I love this. and then Hagrid goes to Harry Potter. And Slughorn replies, yes, indeed, Perry Otter, the chosen boy who, well, something of that sort. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Harry Otter. Harry Otter. Oh my god! How has there has there been some sort of fan fiction? Oh, there's a. Well, I have seen actually. I believe at the Columbus Zoo. This is so random. <laughs> Where <laughs> are you going with this? At the Columbus Zoo in Ohio, they have shirts that said Harry Otter. And oh yeah, it was like an otter with the glasses and the lightning bolt. You're right. It was adorable mm-hmm. because they have otter. I think they have otters there. I don't know. Obvi- I would think that they do if they're going to sell that, but whatever. Um, <laughs> adorable. So. Harry gives, no, Hagrid gives the entire skein of unicorn hair to Slughorn. It's very generous. The fact that he took it, I mean, whatever. Um, It's pretty crappy. Yeah. But he's also drunk, so it's like, you know. Right, the next morning was he just like, Where'd all this unicorn hair come from? Right. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. I was at Hagrid's. Maybe I should go give this back to him and explain to him the value of this. And, like, if he wants to sell it, he could. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. Um. So a while later. No, no, no. Okay. Hagrid gives the whole skein. And Slughorn then toasts as he gets it. He says, to friendship, to generosity. To ten galleons a hair. That's nuts. It's insane. Which, that right there is proof that the author sucks at mathing because Mm. a wand is seven galleons, yet (laughs) unicorn hair costs ten galleons. Yeah, what about the craft, you know? And the wood has magical properties as well, so you can't tell me that that's not valuable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The math ain't mathin'. Dumb. <laughs> um, so this makes... And a while later, Hagrid and Slughorn are sitting side by side. And this is in the movie. And this mm-hmm. is... Cu- this, not this actual song, but they are singing, and it is really cute. So they have their arms around each other, and they're singing a slow, sad song about a dying wizard called Odo. Um, and this makes Hagrid start to cry and say, ah, oh, the good die young. And then he continues on and he says, me dad was no age to go, nor were your mom and dad, Harry. And now Hagrid's crying and he grasps Harry's arm and shakes it. And he goes, best whiz and witcher to their age. I never knew. <laughs> terrible thing. Terrible thing. Mag, that he never knew. I know. That's like, you know, you didn't know him until you met him. <laughs> exactly. Hagrid gets me. Um, And Slughorn's just singing the song in the background, and I thought that we could go over the lyrics. And Otto the hero, they bore him back home to the place that he'd known as a lad. They laid him to rest with his hat inside out and his wand snapped in two, which is sad. (laughs) They might actually be singing that song in the movie. Are they? I don't know because I never knew what they said. (laughs) But now that I'm reading this. Oh, maybe they are. Um, (laughs) And at the end of that, Haggard falls asleep. Also a great part in the movie when his head hits the wall and it's like so loud. So at that point, Slughorn apologizes for his singing because I think that he thinks that Hagrid saying terrible, terrible is talking about his singing. 
And Harry goes quiet and explains Hagrid wasn't, in fact, talking about his singing. He was talking about his mom and dad dying. And Slughorn then agrees that that is terrible. Obviously, you'd be a horrible human being if you did not agree that that was terrible. Um, But Slughorn also, after that, just, like, didn't really know what to say. So he refilled their mugs and said, I don't, don't suppose you remember it, Harry? He asked awkwardly. I was just going to say, what are you doing asking that? But he's drunk, so... It is a definite awkward question, but also a question I'm sure a lot of people want to know. Oh, yeah. Good point. So if you're drunk and you're sitting in front of Harry Potter. Perry Otter. You you probably would ask ask him that. I don't see it as that outlandish of a question coming from someone who's drunk and someone who knew James and Lily very much liked... um, very much liked Lily. So like has to be curious about what he may or may not remember. Even though, yeah, he was only one, but like, but still. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If people have no problem reaching out and touching his scar when they're sober. Yeah. They would ask this when they're drunk. Exactly. I hate that. Don't leave him alone. Leave him alone. Okay. Let's Back all to get, Katie. Yeah, it's me again. Hi. Let's get ready for some real sad talk, friends. Oh, really quick. Marguerite looked up her IMBD. Mm-hmm. They are, in fact, singing a song titled Odo the Hero. Yes. I'm hearing the end when Hagrid's like, and I think he says sad. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe it was. I kind of watch this movie. Let's do it. All right, so I have a lot of quotes from the book because there's a lot of dialogue that is really important. There's a lot happening. Yeah. So Harry says, does not remember. He was only one when they died. Um, And he says, but I found out pretty much what happened since. My dad died first. Did you know that? And Slughorn in a hushed voice says, I didn't. And Harry says, yeah, Voldemort murdered him and then stepped over his body toward my mom. So like he's being very direct. I think that's necessary for this. Like, there yeah. is no sugarcoating. This happened, and you have a way, at the end of this conversation, you have a way to help us stop who did this. You know? Yeah, and I do think as well that this is Harry's way of coming up with Basically being like, I shared something really difficult with you. Mm. Now it's your turn to share something really difficult with me. I like that, babe. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I don't, but I do. Right. So Slughorn shudders, I'm assuming, because he said Voldemort. And he's also talking about terrible murder. Um, (laughs) But it seems like he can't tear his... Terrible war. Right. He can't tear, tear his horrified gaze... Harry's face so to continue on he told her to get out of the way said Harry remorselessly he told me she needn't have died he only wanted me she could have run oh dear breathed Slughorn she could have she she needn't that's awful it is isn't it said Harry in a voice barely more than a whisper this is all on purpose Mm -hmm. but she didn't move Dad was already dead, but she didn't want me to go to. She tried to plead with Voldemort, but he just laughed. I think also 
Like, Harry knows what he's doing here. I'm not saying this isn't difficult for Harry to do. No. Or to say. Right. But he knows what he's doing right here. Or rather, Felix does. Felix does. Um, Also, I feel like he learned some of this from... Well, no, Harry does... uh, Hold on. He's watched a couple memories of Tom Riddle doing this with people knowing how to persuade them knowing how to push them in the direction you know, that he wants you mean how to be manipulative yes but harry <laughs> also knows how to do that in a kinder way himself because he even admits like in one of the previous memories that we've seen that he does have experience doing that so he recognizes tom yeah. riddle doing it this is harry being incredibly manipulative though i just like yes. as as difficult as this conversation is and as heavy as this conversation is, this is being done on purpose. And mm-hmm. this is being done to manipulate Horace Slughorn. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Mm-hmm. This is very, very Slytherin. I'm just saying. I would not call this knight brave. I would call this knight cunning mm-hmm. and ambitious. Mm-hmm. Just saying. (laughs) Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Um, from the chat, we've got Vinny saying, 
this is oh wait Vinny says this feels almost like therapy for Harry like he's realizing things himself um and Jess says I think he's been thinking over these things for years but it's all in his head yeah and Vinny says I think it's just brutally honest which is also a Gryffindor trait I think yeah like I mean Harry doesn't talk about this really with anyone often you know especially not in detail like this so like to say it has to be somewhat therapeutic even if it's in the sake of getting a memory and manipulating and all that but this is a complete theory that I'm throwing out here but I like it (laughs) I like my theory (laughs) so the like pointing out the fact that this night is rather Slytherin in my eyes. Okay. How funny that... So, like, we know... How do I word this? Okay, so we know Harry, obviously, was almost put in Slytherin. We don't know 100% if the only reason he was almost put in Slytherin is because of the piece of Voldemort's soul in his body, but let's say that it is. Okay. I think that it is kind of hilarious that potentially him tapping into that part of Voldemort's soul to be a little Slytherin could be Voldemort's undoing. Hey. So it's like, would Harry have been able to do this without being a Horcrux? Would he have been able to be this manipulative? Would he have been able to be who he is in this moment without that little bit of Voldemort's soul. Especially if we go down the whole rabbit hole of like, is Felix actually Felix or is it just like like a a sugar pill? Right. You know? Yeah. So I just think it would be kind of hilarious if the undoing of Tom Riddle was because he unknowingly made Harry a Horcrux and time and time again. Yeah. His undoing. Correct. I love that. I it's like just it a, lot. a cool thought. I like that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I just came up with it. I'm proud of you and your brain. Thanks. Okay, back to this sad <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, so Harry is retelling the tale pretty much, and Slughorn is now shaking, and he tells Harry, "That's enough. I'm an old man. I don't need to hear this. I don't want to hear this." But truthfully. He does need to hear this. Like, he does. For for himself to let go of this guilt, to help move the war towards victory for the good guys, you know what I mean? So, Harry went on with another little nudge from Felix and, and lies and says, I forgot. You liked her, didn't you? And at this slughorn, he gets teary-eyed and he says that he couldn't imagine anyone who met her Harry's mother, wouldn't have liked her. Quote, she was very brave, very funny. It was the most horrible thing. And Harry says, but you won't help her son. She gave me her life, but you won't give me a memory. Oh, mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) Manipulative, but solid question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean... Definitely something that needed to be said. Yeah. But manipulative. Mm-hmm. And he's not wrong. He's not. I mean, he he knows from jump, really, uh, from the 
from the day he meets Slughorn, he knows how important Lily was to him. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me, and I'm sure like it's hard because like I wonder if Slughorn has ever thought that, been like, it is Lily's son, like should I help him? I don't know if that really ever occurred. Yeah. I think there's too much shame. Correct. And I think that the bluntness of this needed, it needed to happen in order for him to wake up, even though he is drunk right now. Right. This needed to happen in order for him to finally like click and understand. And let go. I need to give him this Mm -hmm. because, and I do also think though that this does show some character some good character with Slughorn because he does feel shame and he really doesn't want to be dragged into this because we know that the Death Eaters have been after him. They talk about that too. Yeah. Shortly. yeah. Like they have been after him. So mm-hmm. like he's scared, mm-hmm. which is a very valid thing to be scared about. Mm-hmm. But I think that realizing, oh, I, I'm remembering now how much Lily meant to me, how much I liked her, how how sad it was to hear that she was taken away, like, so unfair. soon. Yeah, how unfair it was that, like, yes, this is the least I can do. Yeah. This is the least I can do for her. And, I, and it, and again, I think that this right here shows true Slytherin character because you think somebody like Harry would think oh well of course I'm going to give the memory it's going to help the wizarding world right but Slughorn needed that personal connection to decide I'm going to help because otherwise he's not going to think oh I want to save the world he needs that personal connection to be like okay I need to like what is the word I'm looking for? I guess like avenge her death. Yeah. Like I need, I need to help in that way because I have this personal connection with Lily and that's, what's going to make me step over that threshold and agree to actually help because otherwise you're constantly thinking self-preservation, self-preservation. The death eaters are after me. I don't want anything to do with this. I did I'm a closing bad thing. myself off from it. Right. Like it's just, this is what needed to happen to get him there, but it's very much showing his Slytherin character. And I don't think that that's a, a bad thing. It's just, no. it's showing you the difference in character between like Dumbledore, Harry versus Slughorn and maybe even like Draco, you know, like Draco changes when there's like a personal connection. That's when his mind flips and goes, oh, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's almost what Slytherins needed. Sometimes it's really hard, whether you're a Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, whatever, it's hard to remind yourself how others think because you're always in your own POV, right? And you might, like, your friends might have like-minded tendencies as you, but, like, everyone is different and everyone has their own mind and everyone has different thought patterns like that. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. make you bad just because... Harry would have immediately done it for the sake of blah, blah, blah. Whereas Slughorn needed just some you coercion person. and to have that connection. Yeah, it just makes you different. It makes you a different person. I don't know. It's interesting. It's another like, you know, put yourself in the shoes of and try and see the world from another perspective. Because just because it might sound bad at first doesn't mean it's bad. It just means different. It's a different look on life. Yeah. Soapbox. 
I like that, Maggie. Thanks. Good job. Uh, Hagrid's still snoring in the background during all of this. Oh, Hagrid. <laughs> I believe his snores are like described as like thunderous or like, I don't even rolling. I don't know. They're very loud. <laughs> um, so again, Harry says, but you won't help her son. She gave her life, gave me her life, but you won't give me a memory. Don't say that, he whispered. It isn't a question. If it were to help you, of course, but no purpose can be served. It can, said Harry clearly. Dumbledore needs information. I need information. So even right here, like, he he doesn't see it. it as being helpful quite yet. It's still, well, I did a bad, and I don't want people to know because it will look bad on me. I think also part of this is that, like, who in their right mind would think that he actually is going to make seven Horcruxes? So, like, right. I think to Slughorn, he's probably just like, this information just seems ridiculous. Like, why do you need it? Why do right. you need to know that? Right. Like, he didn't do that. He didn't. He didn't do that. That's probably a little bit of self-preservation too, because it's Agreed, scary. He's to like, think I don't want to be that. responsible for that. I and don't. It, yeah. I don't want to have had that conversation with him prior to making multiple Horcruxes. Like, he wants to keep himself out of it so bad that he obviously changes this memory. And like to him, this piece of information doesn't seem critical, mm -hmm. but it is. Did you see what Jess said? Reminds me of previous conversations about self-protectiveness extending to others in your circle. He needs to be reminded that Lily is one of his people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so at this moment, Harry knows that whatever he's saying is safe. It's like Felix is telling him in the morning, Slughorn's not going to remember any of this. So any like information that maybe shouldn't be like, quote, air quotes, like leaked into the wizarding world yet, such as him being the chosen one. Because Slughorn would... <laughs> right. A, a lot of people would about Harry Potter. If you got confirmation but that he is the chosen one, one who has to take down the Dark Lord and that is confirmed, think of Rita Skeeter with that information. Whew. So Vinny also says, and him saying it almost makes it more believable that Voldemort did it, which is yes. true. Two, Jess says he's blaming himself instead of Voldemort too. Shame can be self-protective. It tells us that it's our fault instead of the scary outside world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's Harry. He gets a little dramatic and he leans forward a little. I am the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. <laughs> I have to kill him. I need that memory. Slughorn tur turned paler than ever. His shiny forehead gleamed with sweat. You are the chosen one. Of course I am, said Harry calmly. But then, my dear boy, you're asking a great deal. You're asking me, in fact, to aid you in your attempt to destroy self-preservation. Mm -hmm. You don't. He doesn't want. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. It's too scary because that puts a target on him. Mm -hmm. In his, and I mean, had Voldemort known? Uh, thankfully, the Horcrux conversation is not even on Voldemort's radar at this moment in time. Yeah. He thinks he's completely protected and safe. He's in his little bubble of a world thinking I'm immortal. I think he knows too because he can he can read minds and I believe we believe that he could then too. That's how he knew about like Professor Mary thought and he knew that he right. liked crystallized pineapple and how to manipulate him further. Right. Um he probably saw in his in Slughorn's mind this guy will be so ashamed of this. If it turns out the way I want, that he will not talk. 
Yeah. So he thinks he's safe. That's he thinks true. he's fine. Yeah. So Harry continues, you don't want to get rid of the wizard who killed Lil- killed Lily Evans. Harry. Harry, of course I do, but you're scared he'll find out you helped me? Slughorn said nothing. He looked terrified. Be brave like my mother, Professor. That line kills me in the movie. I have chills on my body. Because he says it so, like, just sad, but so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, they even push he- it further in the movie, too, and they're just like, otherwise she died for nothing. Yeah. I literally and have chills like, all And he <laughs> even, like, he even, like, sounds like he's getting choked up about it a little bit when he says it. He sounds defeated about it. Yeah. He's like, be brave like my mother. Mm-hmm. The I will say I absolutely love the addition of the whole like fish story like it's cute it's so it's personal it's so good yeah yeah sorry to take a little sip of coke for bravery um Slughorn put a shaking hand to his mouth and Harry describes him looking for a moment like an enormously overgrown baby which I don't find that like as a humorous line I find that as like here is a grown man who is scared to death. His He's hand terrified. is clamped to his mouth. He looks like a child because he doesn't know what to do. He is so scared. I mean, he's lived through the first part of this. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows. Um, quote, I am not proud. He whispered through his fingers. I am ashamed of what of what that memory shows. I think I may have done great damage that day. And Harry says, you'd cancel out anything you did by giving me the memory. It would be a very brave and noble thing to do. So there's a very, very long silence and they just stare at each other. Hagrid still snoring. Don't forget about him. And Felix tells Harry, don't break the stare. Just wait. So after like this had to feel feel like an eternity. Yes. I'm just saying I... I don't know for sure that it was necessary to get Slughorn drunk to do this. I think he could have had this conversation to an extent. I would agree with that. With Slughorn, without Slughorn being drunk. And Slughorn would have given it to him. If he had brought up Lily like this, I think that it would have happened. Harry just needed the opportunity of Slughorn not being able to run away from him. or Which this still would could happen here. Yeah, and like I don't, I mean, I don't know how important it was for him to really tell Slughorn that he was the chosen one. Um, I think he could have gotten it out of him without even mentioning that, which is why I say like I don't think that he had to be drunk because really the only purpose of that in this exact moment is the fact that he's going to forget that he told him he's the chosen one and he has to kill him. Right. But I think he could have done it without saying that. I like that because that shows that that shows an extra little bump in Slughorn's character for me. Because instead of needing to know that if he hands over this information, like Harry needing instead of needing to know that Harry is the hope for the Wizarding World, like truly prophesized, mm-hmm. it's just you should you should be brave like my mother, and this is this is avenging her death. This yeah. is doing something in the good name. Of someone you cared about. And I think that he would have done it. I liked, I would like to think that too. Yeah. The author up in here wanting to get everyone wasted. 
the recurring yeah. theme. I do like what Mia just said. She's like, I think mentioning the fact that he's the chosen one gives him this sort of legitimacy that Slughorn would have valued mm-hmm. and then appreciated knowing that he's helped the right person. But I, I think, see that too. I think that he, I agree. But I still think having the conversation about Lily would have done it. I mean, she did, she did mean like, you can tell how much he admired her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Marguerite said, Slughorn truly represents self-blame. Self-blame is a component of self-directed emotions like guilt and self-disgust. And we see this. He just wants to do the right thing, but is scared of not is scared of not just what others will think of him, but of himself too. And then Jess said, the things we can put ourselves through are often worse than what other people can. Yeah, truly. Like if you think about it, like I always say this as like an artist, like a creative person that like you are your own worst critic, but I think that can transfer over into like just general life as well. Like have you ever read that, seen that quote where it's like, Sure, you've seen yourself in a reflection before. You've seen yourself in the mirror, but you've never seen yourself when you've like never actually seen your face. That, but like you don't see yourself when like your eyes light up because something excites you or like the way you laugh at like a funny joke. Yeah. Other people see that. So like you might not see exactly what other people see. Yeah. So you are like your own worst enemy when it comes to the ability to be an anti-hero of yourself. Taylor Swift. Hey. <laughs> but right? Like that's exactly what that song's about. Yeah. It's about self-loathing. It's about self-hate. It's about being your worst enemy, your worst critic. Yeah. I want everyone to do a little bit of self-care tonight. Or whenever you're listening to this. Maybe it's in the morning. Go I'm going to watch an episode of Grey's Anatomy when we're done. There you go. Go get yourself another fresh cup of coffee. Maybe you're listening to this before work. Go get yourself your favorite coffee from your favorite coffee shop. Yeah, just go do it. Go do it. Where the Hi, heck was I? it's me. <laughs> I'm the problem, it's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. Oh, here we are. We're at the moment. Okay. Very slowly, Slughorn takes out his wand, holds it to his temple, and a long silver thread of a memory comes away. I like the description of it, so I pulled it. Uh, Longer and longer, the memory stretched until it broke and swung, silvery bright from the wand. Slughorn lowered it into the bottle where it coiled, then spread, swirling like gas. I like how magic, like, has a personality. Yeah. Because it's magic, and it should. Yeah. And his hand is not just shaking, it's trembling as he corks it and passes it to Harry. And Harry says, He's terrified. Oh, yeah. Like, this is his worst nightmare come to life, truly. Because as soon as he hands it over to Harry, he can't undo it. Yeah. He can't change what Harry is about to watch. Right, it's not it's not dubbed over. Someone like else is one. gonna know what happened besides him and Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. He's been, how old is Slughorn? He's been hiding this for. I think he's ever. in his seventies, right? He's got to have been hiding this for like at least thirty to forty years. Yeah, it's insane. So Harry says, "Thank you very much," and Slughorn says, "You're a good boy." Tears trickling down his fat cheeks again. Into his walrus mustache. 
and you've got her eyes. Just don't think too badly of me once you've seen it. And then he fell asleep. Again, like even after he's handed it over, he's just like, he's don't think I did a bad thing. Yeah. I didn't mean to. He's basically saying like, I didn't mean for this to be what led to what it is. Nor could I have known, you know, but he has so much guilt over it. It's sad, man. It is really, really sad. But he did the right thing. He did. In the end. He did. He did. And he fights the good fight at the end, too. Mia says, so hold up. Does that mean because he was drunk as a skunk and won't have a memory of this, that Slughorn has no idea that he helped save the Wizarding World by sharing this memory? Do you think he really didn't remember any of it? He has. Or, I, or like, or do you think that like as the weeks go on at school, he's like, why isn't he pestering me anymore? Right. And then all of a sudden it clicks. He's like, oh my God, I gave it to him. Well, wait, also <laughs> when you take, so the point of a pensive is to lessen, lessen the, the load in your mind, right? Like the, like you need to take this memory out to either view it more, see it from a different angle or to lessen the load of your brain so would that memory in his mind feel different and that might clue him in maybe you know what i mean like it feels lesser or like why or like can you make a copy of a memory you know like are there different ways to remove extract the memory can you extract it in the sense of like okay i want to extract this so that i feel it less or remember it less right or can you be like okay i want to extract this as a duplicate (laughs) <laughs> but right. I don't want to forget. Right. You know? Yeah. Can you like, I bet you can. can. you like fully remove, but like with the knowledge that you removed it, but you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mia also said that's such a specific sort of punishment for what he values. He can't take any credit. <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. I like, I like the Marguerite explains. She's like, he's very much a child in that scene to me. Slughorn. Well, yeah. And he's described as that, too. Like, that's kind of what we talked about. Yeah. So true. It's sad. It is really sad. You know, like, you can dig on Slughorn, and we do. and But, like, at the end of the day, he was honestly so ashamed. Felt probably so alone in this. And was scared. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, are we ready for lightning bolt questions? Yeah. All right. Marguerite, could you have given a better speech or does the current one rank supreme for Aragog's eulogy? Oh, you can't touch it. Can't, can't touch, touch this. this. Do, no, no, no. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Put it in the tally. <laughs> I saw that happening the moment we started singing together. Boom. I win. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> you can ask another question. Just asks, you're drunk in Hagrid's hut. What oh question are you asking Harry? I would ask him what it's like to live with those crazy muggles. Do you ever wish your scar was a different shape? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever wish you actually had your mother's eyes? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Do you ever wish that just for one moment you could actually brush your hair? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, I can't man. with you. Marguerite asks, you're drunk with Hagrid. What song are you singing? It's me. Hi. <laughs> I'm 
problem with me. It would definitely be a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> it would absolutely. It would either be Taylor Swift or Good Charlotte, 100%. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, my God. I just found the most horrible joke. Go on. Nikki asks, if Dumbledore asked you for this information, would you give it? Um, That's a tough question. Um, like, am I Slughorn or am I me? No, you're you. I'm me. I feel like, yes. But also, like, there is all of those extra anxieties of, like, is Voldemort going to come after me? Like, that's hard. I would hope that I would. I think that I would if if he would promise me some protection. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Well, hey, you know what? This could put a target on my back. How are you going to help me if I give it to you? You know what? Uh, Dumbledore kind of did that. By bringing him into Hogwarts? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But point, point he wasn't Dumbledore. very forward with right. the fact he was, which, again, could have been used as leverage. Yeah. It really could have been. Look, I know you're scared as heck. I want to provide somewhere safe for you. Even if you don't continue to teach, you have a space at Hogwarts to be safe. Even though it does fall at the end of this year for yeah. a period of time. Uh, Sorry. with your yeah. yawns. Meredith asks, does the Gemino spell work with magical items? Otherwise, I feel like everyone would be rich if they could just multiply things like unicorn hairs. I feel like it would not work in that sense. Well, here's the thing. The Gemino spell, so like... It can multiply it, but it doesn't necessarily keep its magical quality because... Oh, like the cup. Yeah. They had to make sure they grabbed the right cup. Can you imagine that? How many horcruxes there would have been? Voldemort, unstoppable. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I I would think, I mean, you could probably sell it <laughs> pretty shadily, but it wouldn't have the magical qualities or properties that it would if it was the original. If you want more talk about this, please see our discussion on Wizarding Economics with good old grandpa. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you are correct. All right. Uh, give me the fan story. Okay. Fan story. This is an old one. This is from Beth Santiago from June of 2018. Are you still a listener? I hope so. Hello, Swish and Flick cast. My name is ooh, Beth Zeta Santiago. I go by Beth for short, and I wanted to share my Potter story, and I hope you read it. I really like your name. I think it's really cool. My Potter story started out a bit different than most. I first heard about Harry Potter in middle school. I can't remember if it was 6th or 7th grade. I was in my reading class. I'm so sorry. This yard came out of nowhere. Oh, my God. I'm going to restart that. Woo. I was in my reading class, and our classwork was... Hold on. Our classwork was that we were going to be reading Harry Potter. I've never heard of Harry Potter, so I wasn't excited. Not to mention I really hated reading. I was always the jock playing sports. I also grew up in a religious house, so anything that had to do with magic was bad. I remember that we read the first three books in school that year, and I enjoyed reading it And as we read it out loud as a class. I hated reading so much that I never picked up another Harry Potter book. I was always too busy playing outside to stay in and read. It wasn't until I watched the first movie that I became hooked on Harry Potter, which was sadly after the movie came out, and although I really enjoyed the movie, I just couldn't bring myself to read the book. 
I remember that after more of the movies started coming out, that they came out with ABC Family Harry Potter Weekend. Those were always the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically the best. I remember sitting down every year for the Harry Potter Weekend and got excited every time they added the new movie. The new movies, as this was the only way I could watch the movies. My love for Harry Potter was always a secret because I was a sporty girl until I got married that I was able to share my love of Harry Potter with my husband, who never heard of Harry Potter. We sat down and watched all the movies together since we got the whole set for Christmas one year, and he used to watch it almost every day and put it on to sleep as well. We even sorted ourselves. He was a Gryffindor. Throughout my marriage, I started to lose who I was and what I wanted. After I got a divorce, I found myself again through my love of Harry Potter. I picked up the first book and started to read again after 17 years since I last read the first book. And I found myself again and my love grew stronger than I have grew stronger. I've started collecting Harry Potter things for the first time ever. I have now gotten my niece hooked on Harry Potter. We watched all the movies. She is 11 and got her letter. She was sorted into Gryffindor. Her sister is eight, still waiting for the letter. Oh, <gasps> would her sister be? Yeah. But she is sorted into Hufflepuff, even though she doesn't care about it that much. She hates being called a muggle. <laughs> Fair. They haven't read the book, so I mess with them and say, if you're a Harry Potter fan, if then you're... Then who is Peeves? Then who is Peeves? Thank you. I have now read or listened to all of the books. My Hogwarts house is Ravenclaw, and I'm proud of it, even though I took the test multiple times because I thought it was wrong. My Patronus is a dolphin. Hey, twin! My wand is a Rowan Wood with a dragon heartstring core, 11 and a half inches, and my Ilvermorny house is Thunderbird. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, thank you. Don't feel bad about not reading it until way later, slash not reading it or getting interested in it until Some after the movie came out, because hi. Sometimes I wish that I hadn't read them yet so that I could feel that joy again. I know. Of reading them for the first time. I know, right? Oh, man. Just like a momentary self-obliviate. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do a reread again. Maybe I will, like, over Christmas. Ooh, that sounds fun. Put yeah. on one of those, the things that we always put on from YouTube. With the power yeah. music in the background. I love the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom one. Mm-hmm. So, Beth, thank you for your story. I hope you still listen. Send us an update. Yeah. If you do. Joke time. We have one from the chat. Amy Lou Mary Sue said that her husband had a dad joke and I wanted to read it. What happened to Hagrid when he got kicked out of school? I he, don't know what. He got X spelled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you oh, ready? Oh, that is cute. Yes. Are you still in the joke? Slytherin book? Yes. Cool. I had to. We we're talking about Slughorn today. This... It's excellent. <laughs> Why is Voldemort a terrible bowler? No, I'm sorry. Why is Voldemort a terrific bowler? Katie. <laughs> Let me read it again. Here we go. <laughs> Why is Voldemort a terrific bowler? He, I don't know, Katie. Why? He always kills the spare. Speaking of Spare, did anybody see so bad. Prince Harry's book is coming out and it's called Spare? I did. Oh, I am ready to read that book. Uh, All right. 
If you would like to, um, you can follow us on social media. Kate and I are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family. And even though Tiffany wasn't here, I'll plug her stuff too. She's also on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. <sighs> what have I been doing? I've honestly, I kind of been working on stuff for Swish. Um, I haven't really read as much as I wanted to. I'm in a slump. I had plans for spooky books, and now I'm already ready for Christmas books. I looked at you today as I was putting in swish, swish stuff for November, and I said, this year is going to be over, like, now. I Really? Honestly, it I really know. is. I know. Sorry, I'm, sh- I'm sharing the joke with Tiffany because she's not here, and I need her to know that joke because I thought it was really funny. Um, what am I up to? Let's see. My ankle's really ticking me off because it has made me kind of have this like halt in my training, which is annoying because I have a big old race weekend next weekend. Yeah, you do. Um, but I think it's better for me to try tomorrow. So let's hope it doesn't act up again. It's never gotten like really bad, but I don't want it to get really bad. Because I have a lot of things coming up that I need this ankle for. That you need good ankles for? Yeah. So I've just been working on like trying to strengthen my ankles. Trying to do other things like lifting, which I haven't been doing for a while. So that's been nice to get back into. Um, I finished something wilder. I don't know if I said that on the pod. I might have. I think, I think you I did. did. Um, I'm still finishing up Anxious People. Yeah, I've kind of been like in a little bit of a slump too. And I don't know. I just, you know, sometimes life is just kind of overwhelming just with like stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, You vacuumed today. I vacuumed today. You're right. That was a big accomplishment. Yeah. It was because my cats are really messy. Thank you. Philly has a clean space to play now. Mm -hmm. He did not like that I gave him a clean space. But I like that I gave him a clean space. Yeah. A blank space. I, like, really feel motivated to organize. um, And I don't have time to. So. Yeah, I've been (laughs) lately feeling like... um, Oh, thank you, Mia. I really appreciate that a lot because we've been talking about that. I told Katie that she should try the K-tape. Thank you. I'm saving that. You know, next weekend at the Run Disney Expo, we mm-hmm. could have them tape your ankle for you for the weekend. Will it they stay all it. weekend? Should. If I just like stick my foot in a bag when I shower? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if I have a really smelly one foot? No. Excuse <laughs> baby wipes. But they'll like they'll like do it for you at the expo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And maybe by the time we go, it won't be so busy because I'm not going like when it opens. And they'll show you how to do it. True. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Um, what was I saying? I don't I'm remember. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. I don't remember. We have a busy weekend. We're going to Crystal Palace oh, yeah. at Magic Kingdom this weekend yeah. to have breakfast with Pooh and Gang. Which hasn't been opened in a really long time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it it's is, been open, but not with characters. It has always been one of my favorite places to eat at Disney. And um, that was mostly really only due to the fact that Pooh Bear, Piglet, 
Eeyore, Tigger, and sometimes Rabbit are there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The breakfast is the bomb. Um, but Crystal Palace has been open with no characters for a very long time. And I'm super duper excited to go and actually see Pooh Bear because literally they haven't had the characters there since they closed for COVID. Uh-huh. Sorry. I also wanted to add, we haven't been to Magic Kingdom in a while, so it's going to be. Yeah, it'll be nice. <sighs> it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. Did anybody get bingo? Yeah. Any bingos at all? I saw some people were saying like within like the first minute of us talking about something they hit two bingo two spots on a bingo. Uh all right. House cup standings. Oh, we have a lot of extra points that got in from the trivia we hosted last yes, night. Yes, I'm gonna give a reminder that part of the Patreon updates is this whole Discord House Cup tournament. Um, so trivia was the first time that like another event gave points. Um, so the first through fifth earned points for their house. Um, participation, people. Participation yeah. can win a cool prize. Ravenclaw did get a lot of points the other night. <laughs> well, it was Ravenclaw trivia, so it I was. can't be that upset. They're still in first place with one point away from 3,000. Wow. Hufflepuff is in second with 2,213. Slytherin is in third with 1,801. And Gryffindors, you've broken the thousand mark. <laughs> You're at 1,157. All right. We're all on the thousand board. We're all there. You have until June 30th, guys. June 30th. It'll be here before you know it. Truthfully, though, again, <laughs> let's talk about how time is just flying. Oh, Stop. my gosh. All right. Should I do this since you did the intro? I didn't Oh, do wait. What is this episode for? This episode is for... Aragog. Yep. The king of the arachnids. His body will decay. The spirit lingers on. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> the way that I said that last line made me think of, like, a ride operator at Cedar Point. You know how it's like, you know, before they, like, send you off, they'll be like, and then, like, you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Anyway, Katie, intro. You said you were introing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> nice. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.